I mean, I see, I see it all the time where, uh, you know, men will be experiencing uh, a lot of the, a lot of the same issues that, that women are. It's just, it just manifests differently. So, mm. you know, you like men also have this hormonal cycle um, that changes throughout the day, throughout the month. And, you know, it can look like low libido um, at certain times or loss of executive function, drive, motivation. Um, so I think it's important for men to kind of take stock and, and think about how they actually feel. Mm. Um, and then for the women out there, like, like one of the, maybe one of the best ways to encourage your partner to kind of hop on board is just to model, uh, like good health. <laughs> Welcome to the Win at Life podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body and life you love. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. Today, I'm joined by my partner in crime, Coach Sausage McDonald, as he's fondly known in the Win at Life program, as well as Travis Harris. If you've been in the pro-metabolic community for a while, you'll notice that it's pretty much dominated by women, which is understandable because we are pretty awesome. But it's not just women that suffer from metabolic issues. Men do too. And I constantly get asked by women, what should my partner be eating? So I thought it'd be a great opportunity to get Craig and Travis on to talk about pro-metabolic eating for men. So Travis is a nutritional therapy practitioner and he grew up with a myriad of health issues. So pre-diabetes, chronic fatigue syndrome, nausea, hypoglycemia, back pain, anxiety, and panic attacks. One day after nearly passing out standing in a line in a Mexican restaurant from severely low blood sugar, he decided enough was enough and it was about time he started to pay attention to all the warning signs his body was giving him that something wasn't quite working. He started researching anti-inflammatory diets and ultimately went down the rabbit hole like I'm sure most of us do with paleo, keto, carnivore and then he got onto the works of Weston A. Price and Dr. Ray Pete. So when he found pro-metabolic eating, it restored his digestion, he pooed every day, his brain frog went away, and he improved his sleep quality. So in this episode, we talk about all things pro-metabolic eating for men. Specifically, is fasting good for men? We talk about men's hormones, where men might be going wrong with their nutrition and training, what causes low sex drive in men, what foods men can eat to improve and restore their metabolism what metabolic markers men should be tracking, what Craig and Travis eat on a day-to-day basis, strength training and exercise for men, and Craig and Travis talk through their current um, training programs. And then also we finish off with how to actually deal with pushback from your husband or partner because quite a few of the women in our programs uh, have partners that aren't really supportive of their new nutrition approach, which is totally understandable because I'm sure that the husband just thinks, oh, here we go again. Here's another diet that uh, she's doing and how long will this last? So, you know, we, we give you some strategies and ways to communicate with your partner to help, I guess, um, you know, be more supportive and, and get on board with this with this style of eating. So once you've listened to this episode, I'd love for you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and let me know what you liked most about it. And as always, share a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. So we can spread the word and free other women from restricted diets. And in this case, free other men from restricted diets. 
Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. We've got um, Travis and uh, Craig here. Everyone knows um, Craig. Travis is another man in the pro-metabolic community, which is so awesome because, you know, there's just, I feel like there's a shit ton of women and there's a lot of women coaches, but there's not a real heap of, um, of male coaches. And I typically interview and speak with a lot of women on the podcast around women's hormones and women's training and women's issues, but the poor old men just, you know, they sort of get pushed off to the side. And uh, obviously, you know, the majority of the women in our program either have partners or they're married. And so often I get questions, Kitty, what should my husband be doing? You know, how should he be eating? How should he be training? Um, You know, also, they often get a lot of pushback from the from the husbands because the husbands are like they've seen them just cycle through so many of these diets. They're just like, "What is this next diet that you're doing?" You know, I don't see you losing weight instantly, so you know it's not working, and they're not very supportive. So yeah, I just want to talk about all of those different things with with you guys, and um, you know, I think this will be a really valuable podcast for the women to listen to, but also potentially if their husbands have questions around this style of living i guess um they can also listen to this podcast so welcome travis yeah thank you thanks for having me on <laughs> travis everyone is from uh, portland all yeah. the way over in the in the u.s craig's obviously from the gold coast he lives with me everyone knows who craig is aka coach sausage he got that coach name sausage. Travis. yeah <laughs> one day on a on a yeah, we were doing a round table in our group and i i call him sausage it's his nickname <laughs> And I called him Sausage and now everyone in the group calls him Coach Sausage. He's like, oh, fuck, kitty. Anyway. You actually, yeah, I think you tell that story on just about every second podcast. Well, I think because if people are new and they haven't listened to this, they're probably like, what the hell is this Coach Sausage? Like, why are they calling you Coach Sausage anyway? That's <laughs> the back on that name out there. So, Thinking more and more. So uh, maybe, maybe to kick off, um, you know, like, I don't know, even we were t- chatting about before, this could be a good starting point is I was chatting on another podcast and the lady asked me, um, these weren't her exact words, but she was saying, you know, Kitty, why shouldn't women follow men influences? You know, they do fasting and they're lean and they do this training and, you know, it might work for them, but it's unhealthy for women. And I just said, well, I would actually argue that it's probably not healthy for them either. You know, mm-hmm. being super lean for a guy, um, fasting, you know, not eating carbs and sugar, not eating dairies, also not really supporting them. So perhaps we could start, um, start there. And just roll with it. Go, Travis. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that a question? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I mean, I see. I see it all the time where uh, you know men will be experiencing uh, a lot of the a lot of the same issues that that women are. It's just it just manifests differently. So mm. you know you like men also have this hormonal cycle um, that changes throughout the day, throughout the month. And, you know, it can look like low libido um, at certain times or loss of executive function, drive, motivation. Um, so I think it's important for men to kind of take stock and, and think about how they actually feel. Mm. Um, and then for the women out there, like, like one of the, maybe one of the best ways to encourage your partner to kind of hop on board is just to model uh, like good health, (laughs) like Mm. feeling really good, feeling balanced, um, 
And then I think, you know, seeing the positive changes in you will help him to uh, be like, oh, that, that actually looks, it seems like something's different or working. Like we're like not screaming at each other anymore. So, you know, like we often talk about with our women, we said in the cave, let's like, how do you actually track your metabolism for, for, a, for a woman? And we say, you know, a healthy female should have a warm body. So, you know, um, a good, strong resting um, pulse. And, you know, we look at sleep, digestion, mood, energy, any cycle issues, skin, libido. So if you were to look at a male and a healthy mm-hmm. male, what would a healthy male look like? How would you describe them? Um, you'd want to look at like some of the same metrics. So Mm. you're going to be looking at temps and pulse. I Mm. think that's super valuable. Um, So what's uh, just for the newbies too, that might not understand what, what, what would, what would they be aiming for? Oh, how many uh, Australians do you have? Because I know the Fahrenheit, I don't know the Celsius. Uh, That's all right. Go ahead into Fahrenheit. uh, Yeah. 97, seven in the morning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like 36, 98.6. Yeah. 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 And then what's yeah. that 37 Celsius? Yeah. So yeah. waking up with that temperature and resting pulse, and then we want to see it like females rise during the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then, uh, yeah, I think just feeling like balanced in your body, um, mm. not having like crazy mood swings, not flying off the handle, um, you know, good hair. If you still have it, like, you want your hair to be like looking nice. Um, you know, fingernails uh, yeah. is also like a good thing to, to register, but then probably like, I don't know, regular bowel movements, you know, uh, mm. I work mm. with, I worked with one guy who was like, he's having a bowel movement, like maybe every other day, maybe, you know, three times a week or something. But then uh, within like, three weeks of just implementing some of the recommendations I gave him was having two bowel movements a day. And it was Mm. like changing his life, got rid of his back pain Mm. and uh, he was like sleeping better. (laughs) So, Mm. um, and then, so yeah, then libido obviously, um, Mm. is, uh, you know, an important metric. Like if you don't feel like having sex, then it, it may be a good idea to look into, why mm, mm. and where do you guys because craig also works with some men um as well where 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 do you guys see the men going wrong in terms of their diet and lifestyle habits when they come to you and they have all these issues uh, a lot of men are just kind of on the go a lot so mm. they'll be like working and um or they've heard like oh i need to just like drink a bulletproof coffee or something in the morning mm. and uh even, even sometimes they'll like do like fasted workout in the morning, then go to work, mm. drink coffee, do like intermittent fasting until like lunch. And then, you know, maybe it's like, like a keto bowl at uh, like Chipotle or Taco <laughs> Bell or something. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I just see a lot of men just not, not really like paying attention to, mm. uh, to how they feel. And they're just like, I'm just going to keep, keep pushing forward and, and keep going. Mm. Yeah. you've yeah. Craig, had a lot of over, really overweight guys too one of your guys has lost like 20 kilos oh, yeah wow. I, I think uh i think with guys um you know that there's a big uh, i won't say a big but there's a, there's a different kind of psychological component that comes to um 
the lifestyle and behavior um, type scenarios. Uh, women probably tend to overanalyze a little bit too much at times and guys really underanalyze, um, you know, and it's not really a big deal for a guy to miss meals during the day. I'm just busy. So I just, I'll just skip it. I'll be fine. And they can generally get away with that because the, uh, I guess the extremes in terms of like blood sugar regulation and, and those mood swings aren't probably like certainly in my experience aren't as severe with guys as it, as it can be with women. Women can be in the nicest possible way. All right. Pain in the ass. But I think they would agree with that. But, but, but the, the thing that I, that I really enjoy working with women is that they do take more of a in-depth approach to really like looking at this sort of stuff where the mm. biggest challenge with guys is to like, Hey, you need to take this more seriously. All right. You can't miss meals. Right. Yeah. We, we need, we need to bring you up to being more consistent with this. And, and a lot of the time, like guys are very robotic once they kind of find their groove, mm-hmm. you know, they can kind of just, you know, they're just almost sort of stubborn. I, I yeah. eat, like I eat the same thing every day and I do all that. That, that, that stuff's very easy, but it's getting them to that point mm-hmm. that, that can be a little bit harder <laughs> getting them yeah. to fill out their chicken sheet completely each week. <laughs> just, just doing that sort of stuff is, is a bit harder where women probably go, sort of too far over the top. So um, again, it's just that, you know, that's not, I'm trying not to be a, a negative criticism to either, but it's mm-hmm. just generally what I see guys are just very kind of haphazard. They, they, you know, women are more creative with their food. Guys really aren't. So like, oh, mm-hmm. I'll just, that's all right. I'll get a, you know, bacon and egg roll from the, the canteen and she'll be right, mate. Sort of that kind of attitude. And I think that uh, that done for extended amount of time, is what leads them to being um, uh, in, in those positions where they've got the low libido. And, and it, like right. it kind of really takes a lot longer for, for guys to hit the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, I see a lot of men with a lot of heartburn. So just that mm, kind of skipping meals, being and, stressed. Yeah. And then by the time they do eat, they're just in such a stressed place that they can't produce enough stomach acid. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, yeah, just like, you know, pop some Tums or Prilosec. Yeah. So. Yeah. What what about Chris Craig? You, there's a few just as I'm just thinking about some of the guys you've worked with, the bigger guys. Like, you know, you've made comments when they sort of they go good for a while and they fall off the wagon, but they eat a lot of t- like polyunsaturated fat, veg, and drinking the alcohol. So like, they get stressed and then they just eat takeaway food and drink booze. Yeah, yeah. I, I again, I think it comes back to that not planning ahead, and then they miss meals, and then because they go these long durations, your, your like inhibitions become quite low in terms of, you You're know, starving. Yeah. Oh, totally, poor, yeah. for, poor food choices. Do you know? And I, and I see that with a lot of guys, they end up going to the canteen and just going, Oh, there's a bacon egg roll. I'll eat that. Or I'll, you know, and, and obviously guys can generally put away a lot more food than females. So it takes a lot longer for them to be satiated. And it just, they're, they're, eating an overabundance of those really high calorically dense foods mm-hmm. that then contain the extra amount of polyunsaturated fats, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then like that, like I said, because they, they're pretty stubborn in their ways, they do that for a little bit. And then that just becomes the habit very, very quickly. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then when you're feeling awful, like it's so easy to just, okay, alcohol tonight. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Next night, the next night. I see it a lot with uh, people doing keto. It's like, Mm. There's, there's like an unsettledness in them because <laughs> they're on these stress hormones. Yeah. So it's like they're 
dessert or their like sugar is uh, whiskey. Well, I really noticed that when, you know, prior to meeting Craig and if you've people followed me, they'll know I was just a massive drinker. And like, even with my husband, I'd, because I was, you know, starving myself during the day, eating low carbs, blood sugar was low. I would just want to get home and have that glass of wine. Like while mm. I cooked dinner, it was a real habit that I got into. And it's just really like relaxed me and calmed me down. Like you said, cause I was just running off those stress hormones, but now that I eat so much more food, I just don't even have that craving for the alcohol yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting. Like I talked to some of my friends, you know, cause not, none of them really eat like us, but they, you know, they just, they exercise a lot and they're very thin. And she's mm-hmm. always like, she comes home and has a drink every night. She really wants to have a drink. And I'm just like, that's cause you're not fucking eating enough, but obviously I don't say anything, but uh, you know what I mean? Like I think that's men true. probably are the same. Like once they get into those mm-hmm. better habits of eating more and feeling their body, balancing their blood sugar, lowering their stress hormones, you just don't feel like that drink yeah. as much. Right. Mm. There's, like, there's nothing wrong with drinking obviously, but I mean, when it's like, gets pretty excessive then it is mm. like destroying your liver and yeah, yeah. especially when you're already in that that compromised state like you're just yeah, exactly. adding stress on top of stress it just equals more stress mm-hmm. um yeah it's, it's really interesting like w- w- when you kind of do the 180 like people go through that 180 and i've i've had it a, a little bit over the last week a few people sort of do check-ins both on male and female and they've they've gone an extended amount of time with eating all the good food and really changing those lifestyle and behaviors and then not having any alcohol and then they start to feel really good. And then they have this one Saturday night where they go out, whatever. And then they have, you know, a couple of drinks and they're like, Oh my God, I like, you know, I'm doing my Tuesday, my check-in now it's Thursday. I did this last Saturday and I'm, I feel like I'm only just getting over it now. You know, this, this makes me feel so awful. And I was like, is, is this what I used to feel like all the time? And I'm like, well, the, the thing is, is because I think your body is such a highly adaptive organism that if you just, put it under that much stress it will adapt to that and that will become the new norm yeah it's exactly. not until you go that extended period without it and you start to feel really good that when you add that variable back in that you're like oh my god like is this really how <laughs> how bad i was feeling and it's like well yeah you just didn't know any different your body's really really smart like that of just surviving and just going well this is the best of a bad situation you know this is how we're <laughs> going to feel right now and yeah, totally. uh yeah, it's a bit of an eye opener. And I think, I think, you know, for people that get to that stage and they try it, it really kind of solidifies that. Oh man. Yeah. I just definitely don't want to feel like that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Travis, can you talk about, cause you know, like obviously we talk a lot about hormones in females and estrogen and uh, progesterone and like, can you talk about like what actually causes low libido in men and talk about testosterone and, you know, what nutrients we need to make it in men need to make it in their bodies? Yeah. Um, I mean, number one food I'd say for male libido and probably female libido too, would be oysters, Um, Mm. like liver and oysters, you know, can't go wrong with those. Uh, You know, you're going to have bioavailable copper, retinol, Mm. Um, all the B vitamins, uh, just stuff that helps the production of energy just keep going. Mm. And you need, you know, energy production in the testicles. You need it in the mm. pituitary gland, the hypothalamus, because that's all um, working together to stabilize your testosterone levels and uh, all your other hormones. So, uh, like, basically, you know, how it works is, you know, gonadotropin, so you got gonadotropin releasing hormone, um, mm. 
it comes from the hypothalamus when you're sleeping. So that's a big thing is like you, people have to like sleep. <laughs> um, some people think they don't, uh, or like uh, when you're on like keto or carnivore, like, Oh man, I feel so awake. Like I only got five hours of sleep and I feel awesome. Yeah. But uh, they do like blood work and their testosterone mm-hmm. is like, you know, like a, a young woman's testosterone. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, you just, you need to, you need to sleep um, to have, to have that uh, GNRH, the gonadotropin. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that like, you know, affects luteinizing hormone, follicle stimulating hormone, and that's creating and uh, testosterone and uh, creating sperm and the, and the testes. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who, I mean, I think back to when, you know, prior to eating like this, I never ate, I ate oysters sometimes, but I never ate liver. And I'm sure so many men, you know, wouldn't on a regular basis be eating, um, you know, 100 to 150 grams of fresh beef liver per week. Or you can take the liver capsules if you really can't do them. Right. We, I, we use the saturated ones. But, um, and oysters, I think more people like oysters. I feel like more people like oysters than liver. Like it's easier to get them to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to eat the oysters. But really, sure. you know, I wasted so much money on all these stupid multivitamins. And you can just get like liver and oysters, so many yeah. nutrients, easy to digest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, yeah, it's just, I think men, if you, if you, if the women are listening to this and the men get your husbands on the liver and oysters like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, all the usuals, eggs, quality dairy, um, you know, at least hundred grams of protein more if you're training, mm. um, you know, 250 grams of carbohydrate or more. Um, cause you're, you know, your liver needs glycogen to process mm-hmm. hormones. So there's so many like people that are just really high, like estrogen, high serotonin. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be another thing for like all the women out there. Like if your husband's like, um, you know, in this kind of like authoritarian kind of, uh, um, stressed out state, like, you know, yeah. maybe tell him to like tune in and, mm-hmm. uh, like recognize like, Oh, you'll feel way better if you just eat some of these things, make sure you're nourishing yourself eating throughout the day. So basically, sorry, I just want to cut in there because women go, well, should they be eating the same foods as me? Like the same foods, right? Mm -hmm. Good quality eggs, pasture raised, you know, meat, seafood, saturated fats, carrot Mm -hmm. salad, cooked mushrooms. Craig loves the mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, good quality dairy, um, organ meats, like we said. So it's the same, right? Yeah. They just probably yeah, need to eat different, you know, men. would Yeah, depending on their, their yeah. activity levels, like, you know, maybe a little more. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, all, like all the foods that you just mentioned are, are carrying all the, the, bioavailable, bio, the blah, bioavailable nutrients that we need mm-hmm. in abundance that's, that's in the easiest digestible form. So, totally. You know, fr- from that perspective, a guy eats the same. He just needs more relative to, as you said, his activity levels, you know, other stresses and that sort of thing. And I think, you know, from the female's perspective, if you are getting that potential pushback from, you know, your partner, um, you know, if you're spending enough time with him, you know what kind of mood state he's in. You know what his sex drive is like. You know what his stress levels are like. Um, so when they're sort of saying, oh, yeah, but this isn't working, you're not losing weight, it's just like, well, hold on a minute. 
what, what, what are we actually paying attention to here in terms of what, what, what means the most to, you know, what we would say is optimal health, right? Yeah. Yes. We understand that um, being at a good body fat level, I, I don't think being too lean or, you know, certainly being um, having more adisposed tissue is definitely not a good thing either. Um, but being at a point there where you can look at all those metrics, like your sleep and digestion, your mood, your energy, your, your, your sex drive, like all of these things and sort of like, you know, it, it becomes pretty obvious at that point. If, if enough of those things are in the tank, then probably what they're doing isn't that great either. And that's right. relative to any diet you know, carnivore or plant-based particularly, um, you know, like you can, you can, I mean, we could, we could get into a whole side, probably rant about that all day, but it, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, those, um, you know, biofeedback markers really tell the tale of how you should be eating and how well, you know, yeah. your potential diet strategy is working for you. Yeah, um, you know, because really, at the end of the day, body weight and body composition is relative to, obviously, the amount of food you're eating and your activity levels and you know muscle mass, how well you train, and those sort of things. Like they're they're pretty easy things to manipulate, um, yeah. but all of those other things potentially take a little bit more time. But they're also very very obvious to see, you know, if they're actually working, or they're 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 in a place where you would be considered as you know being optimal from a, from a health perspective. Yeah, definitely. And there's such a, there's such a stark difference between, um, well, like an individual who switches from carb restriction to reintroducing carbs, like, uh, you know, they're just so much happier. They're so much more like stable. Mm. Um, and then, I mean, you can just look, you can look on social media and see just how entrenched, um, you know, the plant-based community is and the, the carnivore community is in their, their dogma and in their way of thinking. And then yeah. you look at, um, you know, some of the, like pro-metabolic or bioenergetic, you know, whatever this is. Um, and people are just kind of like, like a bit more relaxed. Like mm. there's not a whole lot of like extreme, like debate, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I th- again, because it's, I, I think, that dogma of no, you must eat XYZ because of whatever reason. And it's just like, well, you should probably be eating XYZ based off a whole bunch of different metrics. And if that is, is working for you and the amount that you eat, and then ultimately what you enjoy, like there, I think there is just better ways to assess the way you should eat <laughs> as opposed to going, no, fuck you plants. And then oh, no, <laughs> meat eaters, like it just, <laughs> It's a, it's a very, um, yeah, just, it's, it's, it's just bizarre that, that, that we've gotten to this state now, uh, that there's just such a divide between them and, and the, the basis of which some of these arguments are coming about. It's yeah. almost like it's, it becomes arguing for the sake of arguing at a certain point. So, yeah. yeah. And that's how you know, like that, that person is stressed. Like mm. they have some hormonal imbalance, their body is starving um, and it just manifests in personality <laughs> issues, yeah. and mm. psychological issues. Mm. I, th- I think too, you know, like what I really like about 
I guess you call it this way of eating, is that like pre-metabolic eating looks slightly different for everyone. You know, I guess there's obviously basic principles we all follow, yeah. you know, eat bioavailable protein and you know, prioritize saturated fats and, you know, eat your organ meats and your shellfish and, you know, ripe fruits because it's going to give you the nutrients that you need. But then, you know, like everyone's diet looks different and what's optimal for one person is, you know, going to be different. To, the, to another person, you know, like some people have more sensitive digestion and need to stay, you know, for example, not eat sourdough. Some people can, we've got women in our program eat sourdough every day with their pate, mm-hmm. no yeah. issues, you know, and again, it's like, it's about finding what works best for you and your body, which I think is really cool. And Travis, you mentioned that you, did you do carnivore before this? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. <laughs> well, I had, you know, followed the whole like I did paleo mm. and keto because like once you get in your head that like sugar is the devil like more restriction is going to make you feel better yeah so supposedly <laughs> and so did paleo you know it wasn't strict enough did keto wasn't strict enough did carnivore um was pretty strict and then got to where I was doing like one meal a day carnivore um doing a little bit of like the like raw carnivore Ogenus von der Planet's primal diet kind of thing. And yeah. uh, got to a place where I literally couldn't, I was, I would like throw up after eating. Wow. Um, I mean, it's <laughs> just, just beef. I just couldn't handle anything anymore. So I was like, okay, something is like, I'm, this is clearly not working. Um, and it, it literally, it, it was like already isolating. And then to like, feel like, oh man, like there's nothing I can eat anymore. Um, but then like somehow like stumbled upon, you know, some people who were talking about like, uh, oh, well, you could, what if you had like honey with your, with your beef or something like that? And so like, okay, let me try like raw honey. Um, started reintroducing honey and I was like, okay, like feel a little bit better, but because I had been so low carb for so long, I was doing this for like, like the keto and or carnivore for over two years and uh the first like 10 grams of honey i had made my like throat feel awful because <laughs> i was so sensitive to it um but then i just i was like i don't know this just feels right like i've got no other option i'll just keep going yes. and then during that time it also kind of i found uh kate deering's book mm. read that yeah. Um, super helpful. And she actually has like a, a part in her book about like how to reintroduce carbs. Mm-hmm. So that was super valuable. Would you say making... slow is key? <laughs> I think so. Like some people yeah. will, will dive right into it. Um, yeah. For me, I had to go super slow with it. Mm. And, uh, but like, like I did all the like keto and carnivore stuff to heal my gut, but it like never, it just got worse. And I didn't know that I needed like energy in my, in my gut cells to, <laughs> to actually heal. I thought, oh, if I just like, don't stress it out with food, then would you, uh, my gut would, will heal. Would you say, Travis, that people who, you know, switch to carnivore and keto experience some improvements in their gut issues initially because they're just taking out a lot of those fibrous, hard to digest foods, but it doesn't sure. actually fix the issue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a low residue diet. There's like there's not a lot passing through like meat is pretty well dissolved in your stomach acid. So, mm. um, you know, you may not have a bowel movement for a week, but 
Um, but yeah, I see a lot of people that just their food intolerances just get worse and worse and worse. And it's mm. like, well, if that's the case, like you might be heading the wrong direction. Mm. Um, but then people, I mean, some, some people would like wear it as like a badge of honor. Like, Oh, I can't eat eggs anymore. Like I'm, I'm so mm. like sensitive and like, I'm this like yeah. Ferrari that can only have like the highest quality fuel. <sighs> Because, <laughs> you know, like I really like Ray Pete because he's, you know, this is how I see it. It's about improving the system and making yeah. the system better. So when everything's <laughs> working as it should, you know, you can eat a bigger variety of food and not have huge intolerances. Like obviously, mm-hmm. you know, I think I've got an interesting, I mean, you probably get into, oh, I just get so many on my posts, but like different people come on and oh, this diet's so restrictive. And it's like, well, I don't know, like I think, I choose not to eat a lot of polyunsaturated fats because I know mm-hmm. obviously what they do to the body and I feel shit when I eat them. Doesn't mean I never eat them. You know, like right. we'll go out for dinner and occasionally and who fucking knows what they, you know, cook there. Yeah, exactly. But, but it's not a problem because, mm. you know, you do it in well, It's impossible to avoid them completely. Yeah, yeah. With, and you don't butter and stuff. There's still going to be a, a level of them in. You want to live your life too, you know what I mean? Like sometimes mm-hmm. you might just want to go out for a bloody burger and eat some chips, you know, but I think it's if you do that every day. Mm-hmm. that you know eating the pufas every day that's probably going to be a problem but it's like you know once your system is robust and healthy when you do that you you don't see this huge I mean I I still feel it like when I there's mm-hmm. a, you know I eat certain foods because they really digest well for me I feel really energized I sleep well and then when I eat things that aren't so optimal I will feel it but it's not like life-threatening yeah you know? you're a lot more resilient yeah. yeah yeah when you're when you're taking care of your body like you know it you know, 80% of the time mm. like you can, you know, eat, you know, food, you know, fried in, in pufas and mm. uh, you're just able to handle it better. So I hope you're enjoying this episode uh, so far and you're going to go away and share it with your with your partner because we all know how amazing pro-metabolic eating makes us feel. And I think, you know, if you're anything like me, when I started eating this way, I was like a bloody rat up a drain pipe and just had to get um, Craig Craig on it. And obviously he was converted pretty quickly. But I just wanted to jump in and quickly share with you an amazing special that we're running for Saturay this month. So Saturay is a company that was formed by myself and the nutrition coach, Emma Skarakis. So you'll know her if you've followed me for a while. We just couldn't find good skincare, so saturated skincare with no nasties. So we decided to make it ourselves. And our skincare is very close. I'd say it's probably only eight weeks away now. It's taken us about a year and a half, but all good things take time. And over the last, oh, it's been about maybe a year and a half, our international customer base has grown immensely, which is so awesome. We're so glad that you love our Aussie Aussie products. And we have decided to run a shipping special this month. So if you come to our store and spend over 150 uh, AUD, so Australian dollars, you get flat fixed rate shipping of $10 Australian. So I think for those in the US, it's about $7.50, which is super, super cheap. So we're offering this special for the US, Canada, New Zealand, and Australia. We always do it for Australia, but just to remind people that we've got it there. So If you are in the US and you've wanted to try our products for a while, now is the time to jump in and save on that shipping. And if you're someone who already uses our products and you're overseas, jump in and stock up now uh, and save on that shipping. So going to get back to uh, to this um, amazing episode. Mm. I mean, it's still a good idea to avoid it, but... 
Yeah, but like, like you know, I think it's different for everyone. And would you guys agree that potentially when you start this process, like you, Travis, when your health was quite compromised, that you do mm-hmm. have to keep things a bit tighter and stricter? And yeah. As your health has improved, have you been able to include more foods in your diet? Definitely, definitely. It's just like it's only gotten like more broad, like the the, the amount of like different foods that I can eat. Mm. And uh, I'm just like super thankful that I like stumbled upon this, uh, this kind of like information because I was like pretty miserable. Oh, I know. Like, it's just the bomb <laughs> drinking orange. Every time I drink orange juice, I'm like, oh my God, I love orange juice. I just love orange yeah. juice. It's like, oh, shut up, Kitty. <laughs> um, okay. Can you guys talk about your diet? So let's start with Travis. Like, what does a typical day of eating look like for you? A uh, typical day. Um, I'll wake up and uh, maybe have few ounces of orange juice like pretty soon after waking up mm. uh, i'll make some eggs while i'm doing while i'm drinking the orange juice and sometimes i'll have some fruit um but i i usually keep it pretty simple so it'll be like orange juice and eggs and then i'll have coffee with maple syrup collagen saturated collagen craig's into the maple <laughs> syrup at the moment too <laughs> Oh, it's, it's like super good in coffee. Like it's what yeah. he said, this is morning. Like he's like, he's like, Oh my as, God, kitty, you've got to get I'm on this. Literally drinking it as we, right as now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. I like it better than like, than uh, just sugar in it. Um, yeah. Something about it. It's good yeah. taste. Yeah. So breakfast, what's next? What's, what do you have after breakfast? Uh, after breakfast, um, you know, I may, I may snack on like some cheese and some grapes. Um, mm. Nothing crazy. Um, sometimes I'll make like the gummies. My wife likes to make marshmallows, um, which is just mm. gelatin and honey. Mm. Yep. And, uh, then, you know, maybe for lunch, a lot of times lunch is just like leftovers of what we had for dinner. So mm. it could be like, you know, soaked and, and well-cooked like white rice and, uh, ground beef, like the bare bones, simple, um, you know, sometimes we'll have some kind of like white fish or uh, oysters or shrimp. Um, and then dinner. Sometimes we'll make like liver meatballs. Um, mm. Those are pretty good to, to try to like get it in that way. Um, mashed potatoes, like well-cooked mashed potatoes. Mm. I do. I have found a lot of people will be like sensitive to like, undercooked potatoes or mm. even potatoes with like the skin still mm. on them. Yeah. So I, I usually recommend people like boiling the heck out of their potatoes, mashing them up real good, putting some butter. some butter in there. Salt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Pr- I, pretty, pretty simple. Mm. Uh, and I'll like, I'll snack throughout the day just whenever I want or feel like it. Mm. Sounds like so similar to ours. What about you, Craig? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pre- pretty, pretty similar, really. Um, breakfast is always, um, always like three eggs. Um, I was having the juice, but I, I really enjoyed actually eating a whole orange. Now, mm, yeah. um, so I have three eggs and an orange, and then I'll have like you know coffee with you know collagen. I usually have probably about three hundred mils of milk. Mm-hmm. Um, Delicious maple syrup. And yeah, maple syrup or yeah. So, so yeah, that's, that's 
pretty much that. And I usually have my uh, liver tablets in the morning as well. I just kind of do them all in, in one lot. It's, that's just how I remember to take them. Yeah. Um, and then I usually, depending, you know, if it's a training day, I, I, I usually like go for a walk after that and I'll come back and then I'll kind of train. I like to train sort of earlier in the day. And then after that is, is generally where I'll have my kind of biggest sort of bolus of, of carbohydrates. So I'll, that's where I'll have a lot, like 300 grams of potato. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll also have, um, you know, like. You like mint, mince too? He loves mince as well. Fruit. Yeah, I, I eat yeah. a lot of ground beef, um, oh, yeah. you know, probably two to three times a day. Just, uh, again, um, protein requirements are a little bit higher because I do do train pretty hard and a little mm-hmm. bit more frequently. Um so I, I kind of use that for the most part. I, I just, <laughs> my food prep is like, I get like a, you know, a couple of kilos of this ground beef and I put it into a giant pot <laughs> and I, I literally just throw heaps of salt on it, uh, yeah. garlic powder and onion powder, which I'm really thankful I could have. There was a time where garlic and onion powder, I just couldn't, couldn't do that. But over time oh, wow. it's improved. Um, and I, I just mash it all together and I just make these meatballs that I freeze and I just, I literally just squish them onto the pan when I want to cook one. Um, so I have that. And yeah, like I said, I have the potatoes after training and I'll have some more fruit. And then uh, yeah, later in the day, like I've, I've, I've kind of gotten into the habit now where I have another one of these ground beef meat patties and I'll put some, uh, some cheese. There's this, uh, the Jalsberg Swiss cheese on it. Bloody pickles. And, and I'll put a pickle pickles. on it and just a little bit of tomato <laughs> sauce. It's, like, it's basically like eating a cheeseburger without the bun. <laughs> And then I'll, I'll have a side of fruit with that. And I, I just, I'm, I, I just love to eat that. It's, it's awesome. So, yeah. Um, so that's the afternoon. And then, you know, dinner is usually like always the same. It's fish. And uh, I've actually gotten into this. I actually learned this from one of our coaches. Um, I have the white fish and I actually put marmalade over the fish with oh, wow. salt. It seems really bizarre. Everyone's like, really? Oh, let it sound out. But I'm like, do not knock it until you try it. It's, it's awesome. Um, so I have that and then I'll have some more juice and then, you know, um, you know, before bed, it'll be, you know, some more milk and casein, some maple syrup and stuff like that. So a pretty, pretty, you know, um, dairy eggs, you know, mm-hmm. good ground beef liver. We'll do oysters once a week. Um, mm-hmm. lots of fruit, you know, I'll eat bananas and oranges a few times a day, have the juice. Um, Collagen. Yeah, probably probably drink about a liter of milk a day. Um, yeah, you know, and then obviously I have the boiled mushrooms as well. Um, and I'll, I'll usually just eat it uh, like a carrot or two with one of those meals as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that works really well for me. You know, like I I generally have you know two bowel movements a day. You know, mm-hmm. uh, on the regular. And I, I, again, it's just for me a lot of time because I've I've had a lot of issues with my digestion over the years. Like I had a parasite back in 2015 that really like <laughs> really knocked me for six. So, and, and after getting rid of that, you know, my digestion just, I really had to start really minimally. Like it was just broth and juice is <laughs> yeah. all, I, all I ate. You seem good now, time. actually. It took a while, yeah. but you, like, yeah, just you as more and more now. time goes on, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, for a long time, I, I couldn't really have our, our casein, um, our saturated casein because it would just, it would sort of bloat me, but I've actually been, reintroduced that lately to have before bed and I haven't had any issues. So, I mean, again, this is just like people might kind of raise an eyebrow if they're not that particular with things and they're like, Oh, whatever. But I'm like, but I've got data to, to, to show that because I'm curious with that stuff. And I'm like, when I have that, this is the result that I get. So I just don't have it. 
but mm-hmm. over time things have gotten better, you know, and I'm always trying to improve where I can. Mm-hmm. This is like, you know, at times I'll just like, oh, I'll just add it back in once and just see if I still get the same effect. And it's just like, I did it once. Okay. Did it the next <laughs> night. Okay. Did it the next night. Okay. No issues. All right. Let's, let's keep rolling. How do I explain the change? I have no idea. Who knows? Again, it's just, it's a, it's a measurement that you just know when I do this, this is the outcome I get. Yeah. I, make the I think keep I continue it or not. So, yeah. Yeah. Keeping it simple, like allows for it to be easier to be consistent with it. Yeah. Um, so people, a lot of times will like stress out about like what meals to make or what like snack to have. And I'm just like, keep it like as simple as you possibly can. Could that, and that way you can just keep doing it. And I think uh, for your case, it was probably just time, you know, time of mm. just doing the same thing. And then you just healed like, yeah. You know, mm. And yeah. then recovered. So that's, that's such wife, a good point. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, keep going. Yeah. yeah. My wife, sometimes like she'll make like sourdough pizza. She likes to do mm. some more like elaborate things like that. Um, but for the most part, we keep it super simple. Yeah. We're the same. I love sourdough pizza. Like it's like, I reckon, one up there with my top three foods. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I'll have it like maybe once a fortnight, I'll have some sourdough pizza. And yeah, there's this amazing shop down near us. Um, mm. But I think we see a lot of people make that same mistake when they start off. They just try to do all these really complex recipes and mm. they stress out. And it's like, just keep it simple, at least at the start. So, and also too, it helps you figure out what works for your body and you know, what's causing what. Well, I think when you got, I talked about this with Kate, actually, we did a podcast on balancing blood sugar and she said the same thing, you know, just keep it simple. Keep it and tasty though, you know. Like, I had this one chick message me on Instagram going, Oh, you, your diet looks so restrictive. I'm like, What do you mean? She's like, Well, you eat the same thing all the time. I'm like, That's because that's what I like. <laughs> like, I'm eating the food I like. I don't, yeah. I love ice cream. So I've, I've tried to eat different things. Sometimes I have a hot chocolate, but I just, I just love ice cream. Like, it is an orange juice. I love orange juice. You know, I love potatoes. So I just eat the food I love. And I don't think, there's, you know, people like, oh, you've got to have all this variety. I think as long as you're covering the main, you know, you've got dairy, the shellfish, um, the fruits, maybe some juice, liver, you know, um, meat, such, you, you're getting the nutrients that you need. So it does, you don't have to, if you don't want to, like, I'm not saying you don't, you can't have variety, but you're still, you're getting all the nutrients you need. So I don't think people need to worry if they find the foods that they love and it works for them and it's easy and they can be consistent, you know, stick with it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, without going down the rabbit hole too much, but, you know, there's often quote unquote, you know, health foods or superfoods or stuff that's usually very green in nature um, that are constantly sort of pushed. And I think sometimes we need to kind of remember that often that advice is, is generally put across for people that are, completely wayward with their nutrition uh, in a sense that they're, you know, have takeaway multiple times a week, you know, drink alcohol, you know, like eat kind of crappy food throughout the day and whatever. So adding in some green vegetables is a very easy way and sensible way to just go stop eating so much crap and just eat some of this. Well, it's probably they see improvements because, I mean, what they're eating now is better than what they were doing before. Like it's not probably optimal, like eating a ton of green vegetables and brown rice and, mm-hmm. you know, but they're, they're what that's just an improvement on the shit diet that they were having before. It exactly. doesn't necessarily it's, 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 mean it's, it's, it's the yeah. best. No, no, know. no. It's, it's a sensible thing to say to someone who, who's potentially in that position. But, mm-hmm. you know, 
as we all know, sort of like as you continue to go through this and you understand more about food and that you can get all of the nutrients that you want in abundance in a much easier digestible form from foods that are, you know, from a mainstream point of view are usually not talked about. Like mainstream diets don't talk about liver. <laughs> Like yeah. uh, ever <laughs> or oysters or, you know, like, like, uh, you know, below ground vegetables, like mushrooms or carrots, it's always green, 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 green. And I yeah. think, you know, when you actually take that approach of understanding this a little bit more, you realize that you're getting all the nutrients that you want in abundance. And then if you're again, bringing them back to those, those metrics of how you're feeling, then again, it, it kind of dissolves the argument around what you should and shouldn't be eating. So when people just go, Oh, that's, that looks like a really restrictive diet. And I'm like, well, what are you basing that on? You're, you're seeing what you want to see, but you're not actually asking the questions around how I came to the conclusion of eating this way. I think it's yeah. because people don't understand, you know, like we're, oh, so brain, we're so brainwashed. Like look at the food yep. pyramid, the Australian guidelines. It's like, which has you changed know, like a hundred times over the last. Yeah. We're just encouraged to eat ho- heaps of whole grains and heaps of green five to seven uh, serves of veggies a day. And, you yeah. know, it's like, you know, dairy is inflammatory and you shouldn't eat sugar. And yeah. So, but I uh, Travis, I want to ask you too, how do you train? What do you do for your training? Uh, for training? I've never been much of like a, a gym person mm. there'll be times where i'll go and uh i'll go for like six months at a time or something but uh i really enjoy like kettlebells mm. um any kind of like more like functional like movie kind of thing um just just makes me feel pretty good mm. uh, i do a good bit of body weight exercises lots of push-ups and squats mm. um i know like like deadlifting is, is amazing. Um, I just don't do it a lot. (laughs) I think you've got to do what you enjoy and, you know, like if your goal is to really build a lot of muscle, you're obviously going to have to lift some progressively heavier weights, but if your goal isn't to do that, if your goal is just for health and, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's great to do, you can do kettlebell work and you can do, like you say, all this stuff because it's about enjoyment. Craig just really enjoys lifting heavy weights as do I. Um, yeah. Yeah. But does everyone need to lift heavy weights? No, but I think you yeah. should do some sort of resistance training. Yeah. Yeah. That, because that, we know the importance of muscle mass, especially as you, you get older, trying to, to maintain some sort of form of that makes sense. But how you do that, I mean, there's, there's there are so many ways you can do that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like if, if, if you find, like you, you just mentioned then Travis, and yeah, you know, I get this um, client sometimes, they're like, I really just don't like going to the gym. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. No problem. <laughs> like we, let's find something that, that you could do, but you know, right. you know, and obviously making sure that the goal of what they want or the result they want aligns with what they're prepared to do. That's mm. often a conversation we have a lot, but yeah, you've just got to find that one thing or multiple things you like and just, just do that. Yeah. Recently, you know? uh, yeah. And so- something that you can like continue to do. Like, yeah, that's something that's no. going to like stress you out um yes yeah something sustainable yeah i think too maybe the guys are probably like the women you know they may work full time they've got multiple kids they're under a lot of pressure and stress mm. so them going to trying to commit to like training six seven days a week doing heaps of running like it's probably not really optimal for their mm-hmm. or it's not sustainable either really mm-hmm. yeah would yeah, you guys I, agree with that yeah i i, I yeah. think again it's just it's it's understanding the person and and you know what they want 
and what they're actually capable of doing are often two very different things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like if the, if the person's working, you know, massive hours or doing night shift, you know, and they're, you know, you look at all of their subjective measures and objective measures and they're, and they're just all in the tank. Then it's just like, dude, let's just make your training about you just going for a walk in the sun each day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and let's yeah, totally. try and improve some of this stuff. And then over time, you know, we can then slowly start to add in some stuff, but sometimes it just doesn't need to be that much. Yeah. Yeah. Walking is huge. I, I talk to a lot of people that aren't even doing that, but I'm just like, okay, if you can like walk like 30 minutes a day or yeah. like three, 10 minute walks a day, like you're going to mm-hmm. feel a lot better. Your blood pressure is going to go down. <laughs> like a lot yeah. of people have high blood pressure and it's like, just, just walk a little bit. Just totally. I mean, the, the research is so abundant now on, mm-hmm. you know, having those like 10 minute walks post eating, you know, in terms yeah. of regulating blood sugar, improving your digestion. And it's, I mean, it's been proven that the, that it, that is a more effective strategy than metformin, which is the biggest diabetes I know. Yeah. Blood sugar regulation Carol. drug on the, on the, on the planet. <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah, people are like pumping all this metformin. It's just like, dude, every time you eat, just go for a 10 minute walk. Like, stop it's eating, cr- stop eating so pieces. easy. Stop eating bloody pieces. And would you guys say then, you know, if you're a guy who's a bit overwhelmed and, you know, like they've probably got no time, mm-hmm. um, would you say that's just a good strategy to just start with that and say, okay, I want to go for a half hour walk every day? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's yep. a great place to start. Yeah. And just build on and that. And the better you, yeah, the better you feel, the more like, the more capacity you'll have for adding new things. Like yeah. you, you have to start like right where you're at. Mm. Yeah. And then yeah. as you improve, then you, mm. you'll feel better and maybe you can do some strength training or you might do some other sort of training yeah, that you totally. like. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Cause I think even probably men have this, but women, they want to do everything <laughs> and then they can't do it perfectly. And then they're like, Oh, fuck it. I'm just going to give up. Yeah. Whereas a better approach would be, let's try and build some, you know, Mike, I'm just going to eat breakfast every day within an hour of waking. And then I'm going to include the carrot salad. And then I'm going to start walking every day. And if you just every week implemented one new habit, yeah. imagine, yeah, yeah. Imagine where you'd be in, in six months time. And, you know, obviously you've got a family, Travis, you know, you, tr- yeah. you have to balance you got a newborn baby, Pearl. What a beautiful name! You know, you must be a pretty busy guy. Like two kids, running yeah. an online business. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. have to, like, you try yeah, to. I don't know bounce. when I. I don't know when I would go to the gym. Yeah, I'll do my kettlebell yeah. swings like in between appointments with clients. Yeah, <laughs> thirty kettlebell swings. Yeah, it's like a minute period. Do you try and walk as well? Yeah, yeah, we go oh. on walks. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So I guess it's about what you can realistically fit in as well. Yeah. You know? totally. Yeah. Cause you've got to I mean, make, it- I know like the, like, I don't have time to go to the gym is a, a, probably a big excuse. You guys hear a lot. <laughs> so- well, you know, I think it's more about like, you know, I, I don't have time to prioritize any exercise. I yeah, think that's yeah. when you've got to really go, okay, well, if this is important to you to make these changes, mm-hmm. you've got to go, like you say, can I just commit to a 30 minute walk every day? Which, yeah. you know, if you can't even do that, you know, maybe you've got to shift some of your priorities. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's like, what is happening in your life that you can't walk for 30 minutes a day? Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's just like, let's, let's really explore that. It's like, really, can you not fit that in? If you really can't, it's just like, okay, well tell me what your life's like. If it was that bad, it's like, oh, I'm running yeah. multiple businesses and I've got <laughs> kids and I've, you know, I've just had 
newborn, but I've had triplets or something, you know, it's just like, okay, yeah, I can kind of buy into this a little bit more. Um, yeah. But like take your kids yeah. on a walk. Yeah, yeah. that's a great exactly. idea. And would you, would you guys. Triplet prams uh, available. <laughs> yeah. Would you say then if someone was like really, like really didn't have time, like they had like that, would that, would, should they really focus on fueling their body and getting enough nutrients in and eating regularly? Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that's, should be like the foundation for sure. Mm. It's like making sure you're eating enough, keeping your stress low. Um, I had one client though, she had like just had a baby and she was like, I don't ever have any time to work out. Um, But she was like, she's wearing the baby a lot. I was like, well, just like, do squats while you're wearing the baby. Yeah. <laughs> and like, if you're in the kitchen cooking something like do, do like 30 squats or, or 20. That's squats. a great idea. Um, but just yeah, like I'm... fitting it in when, when you can. Mm. Yeah. And I think too, like, obviously this is about men, but women need to give themselves a bit of grace. I reckon like we've had women in our program oh, with yeah. newborn babies. And I'm like, you've just had a baby. You're yeah, exhausted. You, you don't want to be like, yeah. yeah. The priority is the baby. Running, like, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> nourish your body. Just, you know, you don't need to go and try and drop 10 pounds in, you know, to, like, it's yeah. just, I think there's a lot of pressure on women probably. Oh, yeah. to, no, that's a big one for women. Yeah. Lose that baby weight. So maybe finally to finish off guys, can you talk about like if a woman has just started, you know, she's invested in this new pro-metabolic eating lifestyle and she's really getting some pushback from her husband because the husband, like we get this in our program, they're like, oh, you're not losing any weight yet. This isn't working, you know. Like what what would you suggest, Travis, that she do or how should she approach it with her partner? Um, like I said earlier, I think just like modeling, like, okay, like, and, and like being very open, like, oh, I feel so much better doing this or like my bowel movements are regular, my hormones are stabilizing, having a period for the first time in 10 years or like, um, you know, any, any number of things that are just like, Oh, like, like life is is getting better. Like it feels better Mm -hmm. eating this way, supporting ourselves. Um, that's always going to be encouraging. I think another option, I think, um, there's like a lot of great, like, meme accounts, <laughs> to, uh, things like that to like, uh, that just kind of, I think, think women could like send to their partners and be like, Hey, like, look at this, like funny meme, like making fun of like keto people or <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's a, I think a cow's eat grass blog is a good, like, yeah, yeah, he's great. Um, Leo Wick is another one. Oh yeah, he writes some funny He's shit too. So funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think um, yeah, it's okay. just hard. I think they because they probably as well they they've seen their wives cycle through diet after diet after diet, mm-hmm. and you know they've been on the no sugar bandwagon for years. You can't eat carbs, and oh, all of a sudden yeah. they're like, "Oh, drink some." It's okay now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eat ice cream every night. Yeah, what yeah. the hell? Oh, then on the other hand, though, we get a lot of women that say their husbands are like, "This is bloody fantastic," you know. I can suddenly mm-hmm. I'm having these amazing, you know, meals that the whole family likes. You know, longer cooking, separate meals, and so you know, some of the husbands take to it yeah. quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think also like adding, like just letting them know, like you know, like your home hormones will get balanced which will result in you just feeling better about yourself. Uh, I mean, low testosterone, like just destroys men. And uh, <laughs> so that, and like, it'll improve libido, um, you know, better orgasms, like just, I, I feel like that's uh, 
pretty encouraging uh, factor. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't it. want a better orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I notice a lot of the women too, they're like when I interview clients, when I do like the video testimonials, they're like, often they'll say my husband was just like, oh, I can't believe you mood so much better. Like the ones that are really happy, like you need to not stop doing this, Like you have yeah. to keep going. Like, this is amazing. I've, you you, you want to have sex more, your mood's so much better. You're not cranky anymore, you know? And I think, look, and I do feel, feel for some of the women who's like, we get some women in our program who've really restricted for a long time and they've to maintain a really low level of body fat and low body weight. And then they've had to put on weight to get healthy. And then we've got women who've lost weight, lost body fat. And some I've, some women have said to me that their husband, and I, I just feel for them and their husband's like, I don't like this new body that you've put on body fat. Mm. And I think, Oh, my heart breaks. So I'm like, yeah, that would be really hard. What, what, mm. you know, That's a real sucky thing for the guy to say not to be supportive, yeah. you know. Yeah, what do you, what do you think, Craig? <laughs> yeah, look, I uh, yeah. yeah, it's such a uh, tough. It's tough. Such, such a such a tough one because again, it's it's you've got to kind of look at the the context of potentially where this has been. You know, was was the female restricting and doing all this stuff to her body for so long to keep the partner happy? And now she's finally taking control where she's like, I fucking hate this. I feel so much better doing this and whatever. And he's like, well, I don't like it. Like that's, that's, a, that's a such, it's like, what do you, you know, and we've been in those situations. They're like, well, you know what, how do I talk to my partner about this? Mm-hmm. Uh, tell him to fuck off. Like, yeah. I, I, do you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. it's like, well, what, what kind of shape is he in? Do you know? And but, like, but also like who, like at, how, how shallow, you know, like I think, you know, yeah, Craig, yeah. I've had my boobs, I had big fake boobs and I met Craig and then I've got them taken out and they're not big anymore and they're a bit saggy and, <laughs> you know, like I've gone through stages where I've been leaner and, you know, I've put on body fat. Craig's I was like, oh, um, actually I'd like to get your opinion on this. And I think women, I think, think that men want you to be really lean and slim and, you know, like we had one of these clients, our clients come over and do a training session with Craig. She was in the Gold Coast. And uh, she's Irish and she's so funny. And she's like, oh, you know, Kitty, I just, she keeps telling Craig, I want to do a fat loss phase. I want to like die. And he's like, no, no, you need to stick to the plan. Let's get you stronger and build some muscle. Like, you know, we don't want to like just drastically cut your calories back because that's not going to help. She's like, yeah, but I'm single and I really, you know, just trying like, to get out there. Show and, off yet anyway. You, yeah, yeah. Get, I, I want to get out there and like meet, <laughs> meet, meet, meet men. And Craig and I was having a conversation about it. He's like, Kitty. Like, she's gorgeous. He's like, she's gorgeous the way she is. She's got beautiful smile. She's great personality. He's like, yeah. if I met her and we were going out, I wouldn't be looking at her body going, oh, you're not in shape. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not about that. It's, it's you know, it's more about, obviously, you've got to be attracted to them, like how yeah, they look. Sure. But, and, you know, if, if she was obese, like maybe, you know, it might be a different story. But I think women, you know, like we've just got this, idea in our head that men want these super lean skinny women right yeah i think you know hopefully like an understanding of like biological attraction will trump you know culture the cultural understanding of what's attractive yes because like exactly like there's like nothing more attractive than like a woman being fertile yeah. <laughs> like, um and like not in like a, like you have to like test, <laughs> test them to see yeah. if they're fertile, but like, yeah. uh, you know, just like 
you know, your classic, um, the curves, you know, walk, body curves. Yeah, 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 exactly. You yeah. know, like not washboard abs and super skinny. Right. And if, if they're like, if there's a, a guy you're trying to attract that is into that, then he's, <laughs> he's weird. <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, I don't, I don't know like any, any men that would like really prefer like, you know, Stick the, the thigh gap and the and abs and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Or like yeah. he has a, just a weird understanding of like what's healthy and what's beautiful. Yeah. It's and Craig always says to me, he's like, oh, I love it when you put a bit more body fat on. He's like, you're so jiggly. And, you know, yeah. he's like always coming up and grabbing me. And, you know, he's like, and he's yeah. always sits. We have the, I don't know why we talk about this, but, you know, he's like, oh, I've obviously slept with a number of different women before you, obviously before me, but like, you know, it's like what matters is that, it, you know, women are so worried in the bedroom about what they look like and if they've got cellulite. He's like, it's not about that. It's just I want them to be in the moment with me and enjoying yeah. sex and in letting right. themselves go. It's not mm. about whether they've got some fat on their thighs or. Right. Yeah. 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 Again, it's, it's it come up what I said earlier about women kind of overanalyzing so much mm. and guys underanalyzing. Like, I've got this little bit of jiggle on this right side of my hip here. And it's like, the guy's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no clue. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, I, it's not even on my fucking radar. Like it's just, it's just so vastly different, um, you know? And it's just like, why are we even having this discussion? Like, let's, you know, I, like I want you to be happy and, and funny, you know? And, 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 well, that, yeah. that was, I mean, one of the things that, that attracted me to, to you, Kit, like, you know, like when, when we met, you were just like, you know, I think everyone's who follows Kitty kind of knows she's pretty um, overshare and pretty extroverted and all that sort of stuff. But I, I, I really liked all that because we weren't talking about dumb shit, you know, like it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was exciting and it was engaging and, you know, like, you know, she's driving in the car next day and she's like, oh, I love this song. She turns it up and just starts singing. You know, and, and like, I was just like, man, like w- w- female, like in my experience, they just didn't do that. It was like, oh, there's no way I would do something like that. Like that's too embarrassing. But like, she just didn't give a fuck. And that to me mm-hmm. was the most attractive part of it. Um, do you know? And I, and I think again, what, you know, like you sort of mentioned, like what is fertile from a perspective? It's like, when you think about that, you think about what a woman looks like mm-hmm. and then you've got the attitude to sort of back that up. That is. Yeah the most attractive thing, mm-hmm. not the little piece of cellulite you've got hanging off under your ass. Like I <laughs> could give two shits about. <laughs> right. Like, Cause there's a lot of like positive things that come along with being fertile, like, mm-hmm. like, you know, mood stability or uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just feeling, feeling good all, all around and like being able to just talk and <laughs> have yeah. like normal conversation and, and uh, yeah. Mm. Mm, yeah. someone is not so worried about what they're eating or what they look like or you know nothing wrong i don't think with wanting to you know improve how you look in a healthy and sustainable way because i don't think that mm-hmm. that's okay like you want to feel good in your yeah. skin but then there's obviously the extremes and probably men i'd say men suffer from some of the same stuff as well definitely yeah, yeah. and they're surrounded by fitness models on instagram that are shredded and it's like well it's pretty unrealistic to to get there like mm-hmm. an unhealthy Mm. Mm. yeah 100 mm. yeah. mm. well so, guys i don't know how much we yeah. really yeah. spoke it's still become a bit more of a, a female <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> how did this happen <laughs> yeah. 
Well, we just do work. I think, you know, like you said, Travis, you work with more females, you know, mm. than males. I think there's just more women out there. Yeah. I think like take home point would just be like, it, it's a lot, of, like a lot of the same stuff, like, mm. you know, eat the same foods, but like pay attention to what your body needs. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, yeah, really, yeah <laughs> pretty straightforward. Again, it just, it's, I, I think, and I, I would say sometimes in the, the pro metabolic community there, there, there is a bit of overcomplication going on. You yep. need more of these supplements and this is going to help regulate this and whatever. And it's just like, <laughs> eat your food, be active, try and get some sleep at night, monitor your digestion. Like it's just, it doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. And, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously a business partner, Emma, the nutrition coach, she, I mean, she knows, I mean, she's so much you know, smarter than us. She's, you know, this is what she's been doing for a really long time, but mm-hmm. like you talk to her and she's just like, no, no, you just need to do this and just do this and just do it for a while. Like she's, she's got a really good, um, practical, um, uh, recommendation to everything, even though she could easily sell a whole bunch of stuff to people mm-hmm. and, and base it all off the scientific literature and all this sort of stuff. She's like, you just don't need to do that. Do liver and oysters, get some sleep at night. Like, <laughs> I think it can become quite stressful. You know, like I was actually talking to her about it last night and I don't know if Travis, you see the same thing. Like I think when people come into this world, there's so much information. There's so many different supplements yeah. and they're like, holy shit, where mm-hmm. do I even start? And, you know, like we've seen, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't take supplements because we've tried it. Ev- we've tried everything. Like we've tried all yeah. the Georgie because we just like to try <laughs> stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah, but we always come back to the base of like mm-hmm. the food, lowering stress, some base supplements, you know, like some of the ones we've mm-hmm. taken, aspirin, vitamin K, mm-hmm. vitamin E, we took a lot at the start as well, um, you know, like some those real base ones. But then, uh, you know. Niacinamide. As you yeah, did, it's a great one. It's free. cheap too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, I just, just you, you, I think a lot of the time, you know, salt. Salt's not even a supplement, <laughs> but salt's like. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. so cheap and a lot of people don't have salt, but just those coming back to those basics, I think, to start mm-hmm. with. And then over time you can experiment with different supplements and, yeah. you know, but if you don't have that base right first and if you're just so stressed all the time, it's like you're just trying to fill this leaky bucket, I think. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry, we should wrap it up. We've been going for ages, but thank you so much, um, Travis, and uh, thank you, Craig, and I hopefully the women will find this podcast helpful for their husbands and you know they'll they'll pass it on to some of their partners to as well. yeah thank you it's fun awesome thanks guys awesome bye <laughs>